Welcome to The Laneway, where we delve into all things health, fitness, lifestyle, and sustainable fat loss. But coming at you with an unbiased, educational, and hopefully entertaining approach. Welcome to episode number 35. Wait, no, 39. It's 39. I keep lying. I was lying about the podcast episode like I usually lie about my age. Uh, this episode, uh, we began by talking about our recent camping trip, which we had two holidays in one. We then had a pretty fucking significant announcement to do with um, us getting... Uh, I won't ruin it for you. I won't ruin it for you. But we do have um, quite a big announcement, something pretty big for us, and it's something new as well. So I'll give you that hint. And then when we got into the podcast, this one was a little bit different. I won't go through them all. But it was 10 signs of progress that you've missed. Doesn't mean that you've missed progress. What it means is there might be signs that you've been making progress and you have not even realised that it was progress. Yo, yo. Yo. How's it going over there? Good. Tearing up a little bit, getting a bit emotional. Yeah, I couldn't, couldn't be bothered going down to the car to get my proper eye drops. Yes. So I just went for a quick wee wee before we started our podcast. Yeah. And I don't want to have to stop. Was it? Yeah, I'm sure it wasn't that long ago. I'd have a shit in the <laughs> yes. So I didn't. I didn't want to have to <laughs> yeah. stop for a wee wee. And I went in there, and my eyes have been dry since I had my little afternoon siesta. Mm. My eyes have been dry since I woke up, which was probably two. Yes. And now it's six thirty. Yes. And I've just for the whole time. Could not be bothered going down to the basement to get my eye drops. So when I was waiting for my little wee wees, there's, <clears throat> excuse me, there is a, an eye drop gel I've got, mm. which I think it's like a nighttime sort of formula. So it's meant to, you know, it's super lubricating. Extra lube. Extra lube compared to like the normal liquid one. Yeah. Actually, it's still liquid, but it's just, I don't know, it's gel instead of some other fucking magic drop. So, but you can't see for, it's blurry. It's like, not quite like looking underwater, but it's just blurry for five minutes, or less than five minutes. So, for like a bit. right now, is it blurry? It's. Or is it better? Not perfect. But, you know, like in Bold and the Beautiful or Days of Our Lives, how they put like a stocking over the camera <laughs> to make uh, it like blemishes better. Is that what they and do? Like, is it? You know that? No. That's how I'm seeing you have an, <laughs> a literal aura around you. I've at just the got a perfect filter. I can see the joy. Literally coming out of you. Perfect. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Mm. As long as you're not sad. Not sad at all. Not sad at all. Oh, a little bit sad. We're back from camping. Oh, of course. A, a bit sad, but not sad also because it's always good to be home. It is. It was funny. Like we this well, last night we ended up staying on a, bre- a beachfront camping spot. So we went to a place called Cotton Tree. Cotton Tree is, is just Cotton Tree. Uh, this it's actually Cotton Tree is a suburb, oh. right? Like, um, like Runaway Bay, or you know, I, yeah. bu- I believe Cotton Tree. I had like a semi, must have I don't know, went down the wrong hole just before we <laughs> started, <laughs> and I've been like coughing, and I'm like, oh, I better get this cleared up. Apologies to Cheryl. Uh, yeah, I think that's like the suburb because. Uh, when I put it up on my Instagram, quite a few people were like, oh, yeah, Cotton Tree. Mm. And I'm like, how do so many people know about this caravan park? But yeah. it turns out it's Cotton Tree Caravan Park named after, Cotton surprise, Tree. surprise, <laughs> the, the suburb. suburb that it's in, which is Cotton Tree, which is Maruchidor. 
which is the Sunshine Coast, which is that's still Southeast Queensland, which is Australia. Yeah, I think it is Southeast. Uh, yeah, I look. I don't know. Not not um, too caught up on that. You slept through geography. I I did. <coughs> I did. To be honest, um, it was so good though. So good. We booked for what did we book for? Three days. Three no, three three nights. Thursday, Friday, Saturday night. Thursday night, Friday night, Saturday night. Come home Sunday. Yeah. And main reason we did that was Brad was like, let's go earlier. And I was like, no, I get the mum guilt for taking Case out of school. So I was like, I can deal with Thursday, Friday. It's like the second last week of school. It'll be all Mill House. Well, we were just having such a good time. The mum girls kind of went away and we were like, let's extend for another three days. So then we, yeah, stayed Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, came home today. But these, we found these beachfront locations. So it's a massive holiday park. The only downside of it is it is, um, how would you, it's just really crammed, right? The, the camping sites are very, very small. So you're kind of living in the pocket of everyone else if it is busy. Now, it was busy it, Thursday night. It was so quiet. Got there. We pretty much had the whole block to ourselves. Um, then Friday, it got a little bit busier. Saturday night, jam-packed. Jam-freaking-packed. There was everyone everywhere. And then on Saturday, we went and we went down to the beach because the beach at Cotton Tree there is just, it's beautiful. It's so lovely. And we had like a little picnic there and we had some drinks and they have like a wood-fired pizza van that comes in. So we all got uh, together, like there was friends that was that are staying there for six weeks. They were there um, staying there. And then obviously the Mullers, who we do a little bit of traveling with, like the camping scene we all kind of just had a picnic there and it was beautiful and I think at that point we were like you know what this is so nice how much better I know that's not a word but how how much awesomer (laughs) would it be if we had a beachfront location so we called on Sunday and um, she's like yeah look we can do that for you and so we only got one night. So there was only a beachfront location for one of the nights, which was last night. But oh, it was so good, hey. Oh, we made the most of it. We definitely did. We made <clears throat> the absolute, yeah, absolute most of it. Um, the Mullers, the Mullers had a beachfront location. They actually moved. So we were both kind of towards the end of the park, like the back of the park. And the Mullers, they actually secured one of the beachfront spots, I think, from Sunday and they're staying till Friday. And so we just pretty much ha- like hang or hung around them in their caravan um, pretty much the whole time. And that was kind of just like our base. So that was great. We had such a blast. We went full driving yesterday. I don't even know. Is it called Double something? Double Island Point. Double Island Point. There you go. And um, yeah, it was really, really good. It's good. The best way to book a holiday is to book it for three days. Yeah. And then book it for another three when you're there. Yeah. <coughs> it is like, because when you only have three days, you're like, oh, wow. You get there and that's day one. Yeah. And you are so aware the day two, you're like, oh, it's day two, we go tomorrow. Yeah. You know, so you really do make a lot of your time there, the most of your time there. Yeah. And, <clears throat> sorry, so when we decided to do the extension, you also, not only do you get yet another three days, but you get the excitement of like, 
do you want to, should we try and see if we can, oh, we couldn't possibly take Case out of school. And then you're like, ah, oh, fuck it, just do it. We'll say, And then we said, we'll leave it in the hands of them. If there's a beachfront spot, then we'll stay. If there's not, then we'll go. Yeah. And they were able to do it just that one night. We're like, you know what? Just do it. Done. Let's do it. It's the best way to be. It's I can't tell A double three-day holiday yeah. is like triple the amount of days as a six-day holiday. Yes. <laughs> it double-doubles the holiday. It does. It just feels – it has a much better vibe about it. It feels more free. There's – I don't know, there's more – I feel like there's more joy. Yes. I don't know. Like it's there hard is. to explain, but there it is. definitely is. When you read you, – you have just booked another holiday. Well, exactly. And you don't have to wait because it starts it's now. <laughs> And I feel like we have been like that more so this year than ever. Like we... We have not been out of holiday until this year. No. No, but like I'm talking like even just because we have mini breaks or mini getaways. And that, yeah, look, they're not a holiday. Like typically speaking, if someone takes annual leave, they go on a holiday, they don't do any work because they're on annual leave. But we don't do that. We still work. So because we can work virtually anywhere, if we wanted to go to Spain tomorrow, we virtually could pretty lucky like we could do that and still Mm. and just work and Mm. just do what we need to do and yeah that was the coolest part I think this year I think we're like you know what you've always have these I feel like unrealistic limitations upon yourself like oh it's a Wednesday night we possibly couldn't go out for dinner tonight because Mm. it's it's a school School night school night yeah save that for Saturday I feel like a lot of people place those I'm not going to say silly limitations, but a restriction on yourself. But who said? Like mm. who said you shouldn't go out for dinner on a Wednesday night because you've got to get up and go to work tomorrow? Like you can still go out for dinner. You don't have to have a 2 a.m. finish, but you can still go out for dinner. And I think this year more than ever we've been like, well, wh- why not? You know, mm. I think we went away for a night. I'm sure we went away for a night to Brisbane. Maybe two nights. No, it was definitely a night. And we were like, you know what, should we stay another night? And we did. Yeah, and I like, think we stayed yet another night again after that. We must have st- – yeah, I think – yes, you're right. <laughs> we stayed for two extra nights. So yeah. we like quadrupled – no, tripled. <laughs> tripled our holiday. Which it, it's a normal triple, but because you're on a holiday booking a holiday, you actually double the triple. I'm confused. So we pretty much stayed there for six months, right? <laughs> Virtually it was. Mm. So we did that and then I think – most recently, we've done something. No, yes, when we went to Splitter's Farm. Yeah. On the way back, we're like, oh, we don't want to sit in the traffic. Let's stay at Noosa for an extra night. Mm. It's just like it is – it's great. You can st- – we still do our work. The only thing that I still don't love is that Case gets pulled out of school. But it's amazing how many people are so supportive of it on Instagram. There's lots of teachers that do follow me. Um, I don't think any from Case's school, but – whatever and all of them are like don't feel guilty about that he is getting experience and that's priceless like if only it could then split from them saying that you know he's going to learn so much more with you guys you know and then just cut to me having a snorkel at 1am <laughs> and him going daddy I'm, I'm i'm tired can we go home they'd be like oh my god this poor kid this, well, that's not how it goes that's though. not really how it goes we finished at 130 not <laughs> and one and he's asleep and we did let him go to sleep in the mullers caravan which he loved he thought it was great yeah he does he like yeah and got, he's so good like we got first night fever didn't we we did first night fever I was all right. You and Dane, on the other hand, <laughs> had all the drinks. You didn't I, leave any for anyone else. Oh, yeah. I can't believe 
you know when it's 1am and you're drunk in a caravan park <laughs> and you don't realise you're probably talking louder than what is polite? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, I think that happened. I feel like we were those people. We were those people and I cannot fucking believe no one complained. Or said something or did like an aggressive zipper open. <laughs> the aggressive zipper open. You know, like, you, you know when you can tell, you know when someone slams a door or whatever? Yeah. Like, I remember when we first moved to the Gold Coast, your dad, we lived with your dad for three months. Yeah. And he used to smoke back then. And so he would go out on his, he lived in a unit block. He would go out on his balcony and smoke and the people upstairs, you would hear them slam their door, like yes. an aggressive door close. Yes. They weren't closing the door due to the smell. They were at the same time e- expressing their disgust and frustration <laughs> that someone could possibly be smoking in the vicinity, yes. right? Yes. Which. As crazy as it sounds, fuck, maybe I would do that too. Like now even when – I think I spoke last episode, you smell it loud. You're like, yes. oh, my God, that's so strange. You're so adapted to it. Yeah. So um, that's an aggressive door close. But, you know, like an aggressive zipper open, like a – you know, like a real <laughs> fucking – you know, and then flap the thing. <laughs> the doors. Know. The Yeah. The cam, cam – is it canvas? Slaps the against canvas. the ca- the other the canvas yeah. wall and it's just yeah. It's I can't aggressive. believe it. no one said a word. Not one. And word. I'm like, I was like, you poor people. And the next day, um, I still we went back around there, so we had the party at the Mullers, and then we just went home back to our quiet campsite. And then <laughs> the next day we came back, and I was like, semi expecting, you know, something. Yeah. Like, oh. Surprised to see you boys up and, you know, or something, you yeah. know. No one said anything. They just got on with and life. And they were actually, well, the guy that was parked beside them was actually quite friendly. That guy was really, really friendly guy. Yeah. 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 Like, it was, yeah, mind-blowing. But always first night fever, every other night we're in bed by 8.30. Yeah. Like, actually, probably before because we, were, we um did like a – makeshift movie screen in our what we call the penthouse in, mm. our, in our rooftop tent and watched Iron Man. Yeah, we've been getting into the Marvel movies. I think, have we spoke about I always forget whether, because you guys are all our friends, yes. I forget whether it's you group of friends I've already told this story. You know when you tell a group of like, that's a group of friends and you're like, oh, and they're like, yeah, you told us that, remember? And I'm like, oh, fuck, I forgot I already told you that. I thought I told a different group of friends. Yes. I can't remember if it's this group of friends that I told that we got into watching the Marvel oh. movies and cases like, oh, can we please? And I'm like, oh. and you know, as a parent, when you're like, the last fucking thing I want to do on a Tuesday night is watch a two-hour fucking Iron Man movie, but you put on your smiley face and you go, sure, mate, I'd love to. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> so we download the Iron Man movie and I'm like fucking on the edge of my seat. I was like, holy moly, this is a cr- – dude, I never expected to like the Marvel movies. Yeah. And I said, let's watch the next one. The next day we watch the next one. And I've been getting into them. I'm like, all right, I need to see some order. I had to <laughs> – him and I Googled what order to watch. So the Marvel movies, there must be about 25 of them. And like so Iron Man, uh, Captain America. Spider-Man. Spider-Man. They all intertwine. And so when we watched Iron Man 3, they were making comments about something in New York. 
And I had to ask Case. I'm like, Case, what does that mean? What are they talking about? And he's like, oh, because you they, they were released in a different order, they kind of, a lot of them intertwine with each other. Oh. So I'm like, all right, we need to watch them in order. Yes. I <laughs> so, didn't know that. So, for example, I've only seen Spider-Man Far From Home. I think it was that one. I don't know. And I basically was – I was forced to watch it with him mm. and I actually really liked it. Yeah. It was actually a really good movie. Yeah, good so bro. And he fucking knows everything. He knows he everything. He is across it. I'm like, how do you know all this shit, dude? <laughs> but I guess just kids being kids. Like I remember when I was a kid, my parents just always seemed old. Mm. And they and I'm like, how do you not know this or He-Man <laughs> or the game? And they're like, oh, that's a nice game, Sonny. What do you do? You make the man jump, do you? <laughs> and I'm like, you old fuck. <laughs> How can you not play? I'm like, have a go, bro. I'm like, how can you not play this? There's two buttons. <laughs> well, now I'm the old man and I'm like, whoa, 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 ant man. I'm like, there's an ant that's a man. How does that happen? Where did he come from? Back in my day, <laughs> we had the Superman. We didn't have the ant man. Did you know there's an ant man? No. I've never bro, heard of he him. can turn into an ant. Like a big giant one? Uh, so, oh, okay, so what he can do is, is normal day to day, I think. He goes to a mini, like a normal little ant. Yeah. However, I think it was in Iron Man 2 that he, he said, oh, they needed a distraction. And he's like, I can do this. And he actually turned into a fucking giant ant. Oh. Yeah, yeah. So he's like stepping on aeroplanes and stuff. Oh. Mm. There you go. In case anyone's wondering. That's really interesting. Yeah, so Marvel is actually sponsoring this episode of The Laneway. Thank you very much. <laughs> download any movies off apple tv for the month of november please be sure to use brad 10 as your discount code that was actually a pretty good ad that was good that hey? was pretty yeah. good we same, actually we're gonna legit. start i've always i've always felt like no ads yes because i am selfish and i listen to other people's podcasts and i fucking hate the ads i'm being honest i just fucking hate it and i'm like i'd rather i don't know I'd rather buy something off you so you don't have to have ads on here, you know? <laughs> I'm like, what can I do? So, you know, like I have got the premium YouTube because I fucking hate ads, bro. Yes. Does that make sense? Yes. And I think we're going to get to the point of having an ad due to our new partnership that we're discussing today. Oh, yes. Do you th- I think they should be a sponsor of this podcast. That's actually a good, yes. I like that idea. Mm. I like it. Do you want to... Do you want to do the honours or... No, you do it. So, I don't even know how... All right, this is... No, 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 actually... No, no, I was actually only joking. You go. No, but you go. No, babe, let's... Is this like... I always go first. you hang up first. Yeah, yes. No, you you hang up first. And you actually hang up. (laughs) And I'm like... Um, So, yesterday, I think, this is where... Like, look, no, it didn't didn't eventuate yesterday. Over the past, I reckon, maybe 12 months, I've had... Loads and loads of requests for merch, like T-shirts, like or singlets. That was like, I, I'd love to wear a singlet. Um, you know, when are you getting the Ash, when are you getting Ash Lane singlets or when are you getting tra- Train With Ash singlets or whatever? And I'm like, yeah, look, I mean, it's something that we've thought about, but I've never really thought about it. Like I've thought about it, but not thought about it. Like it's just gone, oh, yeah, that's a cool idea. And that's as far as it goes. And then yesterday I was like – we had a conversation, we conversed, mm. and we were mm. like, you know what, why don't we actually get some merch, whether it be singlets or drink bottles. Um, we even thought maybe gym towels, lifting straps, 
maybe even a weightlifting belt, but that doesn't seem to be super popular. But lifting straps, yes. Um, Just like a few different bibs and bobs. And yeah, I'm like, we're going to do it. We're doing it. We're doing it. Yeah. It It started today. It started today. Yeah. So. They can be the sponsor of the podcast. Yeah. So like a little our little merch bizo. Yeah. Can be yeah. So that's what we're gonna do. So we're gonna start with um training. Should you huh? should you is a secret. What we're gonna start with? Yeah, the three items and Oh yeah, look I feel like the three think, items are still like up in the air a little bit. Yeah. Like I've it could re- change. Or do you already know? Yeah, I believe I'm ninety nine point nine percent sure of the first three items. Okay. But let's not Let's not reveal it. Let's them. not reveal it. But one one thing that we and I think it eventuated because we realised that we don't have like either of us don't have any train with our shirts or anything. Mm. And I'm like, well, that's where we're like, you know what? We should, should we tell the story? Yeah, let's do it. So um, Ash's friend that we met there, um, which you kept calling Sarah. No, I didn't. Is uh, the her and her husband own a company called Lust Minerals, who are the actual sponsor of today's podcast. Use Brad Tennant checkout. <laughs> Thanks, Stace. <laughs> Not really though. Not really though. And they sometimes like we are into our business, right? We live and breathe this shit. Yes, we would have more conversations about. FLFM and Train With Ash and the next five-day challenge and all that, that probably is 50% of we of what we ever talk about, yeah? Yeah, like, absolutely. Particularly because it's, you know, day in, day out work and then plus there's always thoughts about how does this look in the future and how does that work, whatever. And so we're sort of like um, reasonably balls deep into it and when we were away, I feel like that stays – was I'm not going to say the next level up, but maybe they'd been in business longer, yeah. And so they were able to focus in more areas, yes. over time, yeah. And one of those areas, like I was actually quite impressed. Her husband's got a white 200 series Land Cruiser, which is jacked up and wheels, pretty cool thing. And he's got a pink Lust Minerals door banner, like across the whole door, yeah. And his number plate, I won't say what it is, just in case they're private about it or whatever. Yeah. But it was to do with the company name, yeah. And then she had the number plate to do with the company name. When you saw them, they're wearing their Lust Mineral shirts and stuff. And I was like, and we, I think we both had the same epiphany. Yes. And we're like, not these guys are more into their business than we're into. Yes. But we were like, maybe that's something we'd be interested in. We're like, well, maybe absolutely. we should do more. And so we went, you know what, let's get some uh, shirts for us. Yes. I want a fucking couple of uh, whether it's train with our shirts, FLF, whatever, and yep. we've we've spoken about a heap of different ideas. Yeah, and in our usual style, we've got it's not going to be the normal thing. It's yes. not going to be hey, here's the same T-shirt everyone else buys, except I just paid someone to put my logo on it. Can you buy it so I can make more money? It's not the usual in our in absolutely our style. Within the first ten minutes, we're already talking about how charity works and how we're going to have things for charity excuse me, Charity, how that's going to look. <clears throat> and it's um, – so I think it's going to become very clear that, yes, we'll probably make money out of it. It's not – you don't make much money out of T-shirts and stuff, unless you're an apparel company There's and that's all no you do. Margin, but yeah. it's not about that. It's, yeah. a, it's you know, it's – to be honest, it's for us. Yeah. 
we we saw that we liked it and we went all right we want to do it for us we yeah. want our own t-shirts you want a singlet we want a few other bits and pieces which we're going to release and then we're like it just sort of evolved from there we're like well maybe it's time that we start start doing you know a couple bits and pieces and yeah. it's uh, there'll be a balance between uh, you know th- people might listen to this podcast and literally just want to support us yeah you know and say you know what uh, I really appreciate the free information on the podcast. I just, I'm going to fucking buy a, you know, that item is $10. I'm yeah. going to do it. So see that. Can you see that stubby cooler up there? Yeah. What's on it? A um, truck or a car or something. Do you know where it came from? No, I did ask, but you didn't answer me. Okay. So on Thursday, so that dude there, he's on Instagram and YouTube. Yeah. And he's just a single guy. He's a photographer. Yeah. And he's working his way around the country trying to make money with photography and stuff and sharing his journey and he's just a nice guy right and he shares a lot and he just gives a lot he's always giving yeah anyway he went to and um appeared at a four-wheel drive show in western australia in perth i think and he was he took stubby coolers just to help support his you know he's not becoming a millionaire out of it but it's an even trade right yeah and he put up, he goes, I've got two stubby coolers left. I went, I just texted him. I said, I'll grab them. I, the last thing I need is fucking stubby coolers. You yeah. just throw them away when I'm not looking. But I thought, you know what? This dude is giving me a lot of joy. By I love watching his stuff. And yeah. he's so creative and he shows how he does. He's like, this is the filter I use here. This is, you know, I'm, I'm changing this with my van. And I enjoy it. He's providing me with free value oh, for nothing. Yeah. So I went, you know what? I'm going to buy the last two stubby coolers he's got left just to, to say thanks. Him. Just to support him, yeah. Oh, that's really nice. So I'm sure there's people that will be in that category. Yeah. I'm sure there's people that are like, I will fucking – I am love your, guy, love your stuff. I want to wear it because I'm proud. Yes. Yep. And then there's going to be people that are like, and this is where like maybe lifting straps and weightlifting belts come into it. Yeah. Then there'll be people that like are like, you know what, I've maxed out my bench press. I can't grip it anymore. I need to get some wrist straps. Which are the best ones? Yeah. Ours will be the best ones. Yeah. It doesn't matter. They will definitely not be the most expensive. It's like everything that we do. Yeah. But they will be fucking fantastic uh, quality, but they'll also be Quirky is not the right word, but we're working out ways to make it very obvious it's our brand. Yes. Yes. Yeah. That's, yeah that, you nailed that. That was really good. Yeah. So, yeah. So, you, you, like, same again. It's the stuff like, um, you know, the singlets, if we're going to do them, maybe we will, maybe we won't. Stuff like that is a bit different because you're going to buy a singlet anyway. Yeah. The wrist straps, which is wraps for just deadlifts and stuff, we did talk about should we not do that stuff because we promote I, – I say where if you can't lift your deadlift because your grip strength, you miss, you're leaving gains at the gym. Or you're, training, you're training the weakest link. You're training your hands in what could be one of the biggest muscle recruitment movements there is. Now, when I'm not selling you something, it's a, you go, oh, fair enough, Brad, good point. And we're like, oh, are we heading down this track where we're like, you need wrist straps – Here's our, you know what I mean? So we did have that chat. So it's going to be a balancing act. Yes. If that makes sense. Yeah. But something that we're excited about. It's It's something something we're excited about, something we use, and it's something we promoted before we started selling, and it's something that's going to be better than everyone else's. (laughs) 
The other thing is it's just something that's very, very new and we don't know how long stuff like this takes and I think everyone knows what kind of hurdles. Uh, bro, I think anyone knows by now. If there's whatever the way is to get it done the quickest, it's gonna ha- that will be it. Yes, but also we, we just don't know what we don't know yet. No, so we're not promising – and I'm not promising an end date here, bro. <laughs> no, yeah. So order today for this week delivery. <laughs> no, not that. No. No, but actually not. But, yeah, exciting. You, uh, you're right with my lip gloss hair? Yeah, I, I lost – Can you read what it says on the side? Uh, <laughs> it's in Japanese, isn't is it? it? No, it's not. It's actually so – I'll spin it around further. Momi Brotherhood Mentrum – medicated stick with menthol and then on the other side it is in japanese that's how long i've had that lip gloss i can't read that since From the last japan. yeah the last japan trip yeah, to go again. <clears throat> i don't love it you don't no i don't like the menthol i it's like a bit it feels like i put vicks on my lips yeah, or pass, something. Can I have something you're not meant to smoke it <laughs> no it's not that um you want to get into this? We're we have got something new today. Not something new, but just something like a, just a little bit different. We thought that, we thought that instead of doing our usual question Q and A kind of thing, um, we're going to do ten signs of progress that you may have missed, and we'll just go like in no particular order. Okay. Are you cool like that? Yeah. So like, you, like you missed this progress. Or like you might have missed, you might have not realised. Yes, that you've made some progress. Yes, exactly. And here's right. a little, here's a here's little, a little reminder. Here's a reminder. This a, could have been something that you missed. Because progress comes in all shapes and sizes. It does, it does, and a lot of the times you miss them, mm. as in you don't see them. Yeah, you don't realise. Yeah, them. I don't know why we chose to do this one. We'll just. Um, we got back today, It's and literally the reason we didn't extend further is because it's Podcast Wednesday. Yeah. So it's 7 p.m. now, Wednesday night. This comes out. This will be fresh off the loaf tomorrow morning. <laughs> fresh off the loaf. Actually, tomorrow. it was a drama last week, wasn't there? It was weird, though. And, and, and I don't believe it I don't believe it was an up, – up, I don't think it was our fault. No. I believe – so where we host our – Podcast is called Brussels Sprout. <laughs> it's called Buzz Sprout. Buzz Sprout, and it's uh, it's just like a hosting. So, like if you picture um, anyone that's in one of the groups, if you watch one of the educational videos, yeah, they're hosted on YouTube. Yes. So if that sort of explains what a host is, the difference on YouTube is we don't have to pay to have episodes on YouTube. Yeah. So the easiest way for us to do it is record a video upload it to YouTube and then give you the link. Yeah. That's effectively what's happening. You're clicking a YouTube link yeah. and watching the video. This is a similar thing, but instead of uploading to YouTube, you upload podcasts. There's a few different platforms you can put them to or platforms heaps, not the right yeah. word. Yeah. But one of them is Bruz, Brussels Sprout. And we had a drama. It's, it was, and I'm 99.9% sure, um, someone messaged me. I'll find who it is so I can give a shout-out. Someone messaged me and said, hey, just listen to the podcast. It's the wrong ep- – it's last week's episode. She's yeah. like, I'm having fucking deja vu. <laughs> she thought she went forward or back in time, and she's like, I've already heard this. She's having Groundhog Day, bro. You wigged her out. <laughs> oh, I didn't mean it. No, but there was – it was super strange because w- Brad's filing system for podcasts is fantastic. Like, it is a fantastic filing system. Mate, it's so easy. 
So easy it's, to it's use. Good, isn't it? it is very, very good. And like I could die and you could literally go on Tinder today, replace me today, and the new guy you could say, find the episode this, I need the intro, and he'd be able to do it, bro. He will. <laughs> I'm looking out for you. <laughs> You're looking out for me. Absolutely. Um so yeah, so it was I I believe that it wasn't my fault, but when we'll never know. We'll never know. It's fixed now though. Um all right, why don't we get stuck into it? Only because I feel I'm like we don't need to do shout outs for cuz there was about 3 people that messaged me oh as well. God. All right. Um so <laughs> yes. All right, no all shout right. outs then. So do you want to Hey, hey, no coughing on the podcast. Sorry. We've got a cough free zone over here. I feel like my throat's finally cleared. Your throat? Oh yeah. Yep, good. Okay. <laughs> that, was, that was the most concerned you've ever been. All right, so 10 signs of progress you may have missed. Sign number 1. You've maintained your weight. Now I know some people are probably going to go, that's not progress. Maintaining my weight is not progress. Doesn't sound like progress to me. It is It is huge progress for a large percentage of people because I think for what most people don't realise is that maintaining your weight is actually the hardest thing to achieve. It's easy and I know some people are probably going to disagree with me because they've got this story in their head that oh, I find it really difficult to lose weight. It is ultimately, it is easy to lose weight. You can ramp the cardio up. You can do two sessions every day, um, seven days a week. You can drop the ass out of your calories and you will lose weight, but you can't maintain that level of extremeness. And therefore, when you do lose the weight, you can't maintain it. So if you've gotten to a point where you've maintained your weight, that my friend is progress. Maintenance, uh I don't know if this is going to be super quick podcast or super long because I'm like, oh, I don't know. I guess we just go on to the next one. But so I, I figure I'll talk about maintenance. Ma- living in a maintenance range is something that a lot of people don't do mm. and it's probably the healthiest range to be in. Yeah. It's, so if you look at the three ranges, which is some kind of growth, whether your main gainings or whether you're in actually a surplus – or whether you look at the opposite, which is a deficit, and then maintenance in the middle. Maintenance is the healthiest place for your body. That's the place your body wants to be. That's where uh, it's the most even balance between nutrition, etc. You know, in a surplus, depending how high up you push, you know, sometimes the, the food choices, sometimes how hard you're pushing your body, yada, yada, yada. And then in a deficit, your body's literally starving. It's boring you, honey. Whereas in the, that maintenance, so many people spend so much of their life yo-yoing between deficit surplus, deficit surplus. They might not realise that when they finish a shred challenge or something, you've been in you know a surplus and you go back to living life how you used to. That's not maintenance anymore. Even if you were maintaining there before, that's you've got an adjusted maintenance mm. more than likely now. Especially if you've lost weight, then you would have. So you're actually going back into a surplus and then oh, I lost five kilos, but then so now I'm going to jump back on the challenge bandwagon and drop back down, you know, to my fighting weight again. And a lot of people just get up and down, up and up and up and down. That maintenance zone is fantastic for your body. It's probably the most favorite part for your body to be. And although it's called maintenance, you're not necessarily maintaining, you are 
you can grow a lot of things outside of, you know, your physical body, fat loss, whatever, in that maintenance range. So just because you've maintained your weight, not necessarily a negative. I look to maintain my weight a lot of the year. Yeah, I think... So do you. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. Absolutely. Uh, how do you want to do this, dude? We'll just switch and swatch. You want to switch and swatch? Yeah. <laughs> Down for that. Swap positions. All right. Uh, the next sign. So is this sign number two? Yeah. Look, the... Nu- the I'll just call this t- sign number two. Sign number two. All right. Uh, you've lost centimetres. You going to add to that? Yeah. So... <laughs> like, is that it? Yeah. So we are so um, programmed just to look at... Uh, the number on the scale as a sign of progress that I should have read all these first so I could have come up with something, that that's all we want to see change. From the minute we're born, the f- one of the first things they do is weigh us. How much did your baby oh weigh gosh, yes. when it was born? Literally one of the first things we ever do in life. And then you're measured on that. Actually, even when we had our uh, blood test and what was it, medical, Yeah, a few weeks ago for our life insurance they did our BMI. Yes. And I'm like, what's like, a, I don't know, bullshit measuring index. Yes. And I'm like, it doesn't. She's like, do you want to know your BMI? And I obviously wouldn't be rude to the lovely lady. But I was like, oh, no, no, thanks. And she's like, okay, cool, because this is what it is. And I'm like, okay, thanks for that. <laughs> but I'm like, I, like a lot of people are not in it, the normal BMI range, are like muscular people. Yeah. So a lot of athletes yeah. would not be in that BMI. Anyway. Measuring, looking just at the scale can just des- – it can take over your life and we've just had a lifetime of it from being born to where are you on the um, – what's that percentile thing? Yeah. Yep. Is, yeah so they, they measure your length and your weight. Oh, you're in the 90th percentile or the 40th percentile, whatever. Then you get to an age where maybe you've got someone – talking about your weight, you know, or maybe you feel like I need just need to lose this, whatever. So I think what gets so lost is that so many things can affect the scale. So fucking many things. If you haven't had a shit for four days, if you have a giant glass of water, if you weigh yourself morning, weigh yourself night, depending where you are in your cycle, even if you don't have a cycle, you can still have hormone changes going on in the background that can cause water retention. If you have more carbs, every gram of carb can be two to three grams of water that you retain. So so many things can change. However, when it comes to centimetres, that is a fucking incredible way to measure progress because if you have a round numbers, 100 centimetre waist measurement, and that goes down to 99, there's only one thing that can be fat loss. Okay, when I say that, we should we should say if it goes 99, then next week it's 98, it's there for a few weeks, then it's 97. So it's trending down. Yeah. That's yeah. fat loss. It can change week to week. If you're bloated, if you're retaining water, you might see it go up and down. Some chicks uh, never change. Some chicks will actually have quite a lot of hormonal water retention or just even bloating you Mm. know yes might have a fart and then come good (laughs) so if your waist measurement is trending down that is fucking incredible fat loss because there's sort of nothing else there so if you do a hip measurement which is around the biggest part of your bum that can go up oftentimes if you start weight training because you're growing some glutes you're getting a booty girlfriend oh yeah and so that could go up you know, yeah. or it could go down. Yes. 
Same with, say, your quads or your thighs. If you're starting to grow some quads and hamstrings, if you're doing fucking RDLs and deadlifts and squats, you're going to get some, you know, muscle growth there. Whereas your waist, it's, it's if you've got enough body fat there. So once you're a quite lean individual, if you're uh, very lean, there's not much less to happen. You're not going to notice as much change. However, if you are not a super lean individual then when you start to see that trend there, it is only fat. There's nothing else there. It's not like your hips where your glutes can grow. It's not like your leg measurement where your quad muscles can grow. It's not like um, even your uh, your chest measurement. You know, chicks, I don't know, they might think their titties are growing. Like your lats can grow <laughs> and impact that chest measurement. Yeah. Whereas when it's your waist, that is such a good indication. There's nothing else there. There's... You can't fucking grow your um, liver, you know. You can't do like liver sets of liver exercises. So, and that is for most ladies. If your if your goal is fat loss and you're seeing a trend down in waste, no matter where you're at, maintenance, reversing, or deficit, that tells such a better story or gives a better picture than the scale. The scale needs context Mm. however i could look at your waist and tell you what's happened yes yep absolutely i um i think that centimeters right measurements can also how do i say this is not 100% reliable on its own either i think centimeters whilst they are freaking fantastic and i love measuring having measurements <laughs> why are you winking at me for you got a tape measure next to the bed bro <laughs> i love measurements but also i still believe that it should be measurements should be read with all of the other pieces of data as well because i have seen women that have lost not a great deal of centimetres per se, or they've fluctuated a lot. So, for example, they might have lost a lot of fat, then grown quite a bit of muscle, vice versa. And their body does look clearly different, even though the centimetres aren't necessarily saying what we can visually see as well. Yeah, it's so, got to be in the context. Exactly, exactly. Mm. Um, you've got more energy is my next one. <laughs> Are you moving on to number three? Yeah. All right. You gotta Should make I it. say that? Yeah, Sorry. I reckon. I would number, number three. three. Don't worry. We'll cut this bit out anyway. Ready? <laughs> three, two, one, and go. Number three. I'm not really going to cut anything. <laughs> no. It's all staying in. I don't cut anything like out, it. bro. Um, you've got more energy. That is something that – that's one of those things that you don't know what you don't know. And it is one of those side effects that a lot of people go, oh, my God, I just cannot believe how much more energy I've got. Like – you know, I am eating better, I'm training more consistently, I'm not going over the top and as a result of that, you feel like you've got more energy, you feel like you're more alive and that is a feeling, like I said, you don't know it until it's happened. That was one of the one of the first things that I realised when I got my training in order instead of being a psychopath and training 60,000 times a week. Mm. Yeah, uh, 100%. You're looking at me like you need my input. Okay. No, so, I don't, like I don't. If, no, I feel like that was great, but, you know. What do you mean? Yeah, do you want like, to talk more? Yeah. <laughs> Can more. I? Yeah. 
I would say um, this one I noticed a lot and I didn't know that I didn't have the energy yeah. and I would live on caffeine and oh, I just got to have this, I just got to have another can of Coke, yada, yada, yada. But, yep, if you have noticed that your energy has improved, oftentimes um, if you're coming from like a hit cardio class background, a running background, you know, uh, where you're doing lots and lots of volume, you might not realise it's lots and lots of volume. You yeah. might feel like, you know, so if I said uh, uh, Cheryl works 80 hours a week, majority of people listening to this will be like, fuck, 80 hours a week is a lot. That is actually double what, you know, an employee. So an employee works 38 or 40. You're like, fuck, that's double, bro. Now, I'm sure there is probably one or two people listening to this that might actually themselves work 80 hours a week. And they might think that that's totally fine. They might have to. There's hour, There's weeks that, you know, we get up to eight hours a week, which is quite a lot for us. Eight. 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 Oh, okay. And uh, <laughs> especially in this last week. So um, if someone from the outside in looked at that, they would say 80 hours is so many fucking hours to be working. When we look at people coming from a high-volume background – it may seem quite normal to them. Maybe they've got friends and family that train like that way. Maybe they've always trained that way. And it's the same with the 80 hours person. If they're an investment banker, it's probably very common for, for other investment bankers to all work that way. I remember watching a documentary on, I think it was Ritalin, I think, is the ADHD, yeah. um, is drug the right word, um, medication. Medication, yeah. I th- there was a documentary where I think it was investment bankers – um, university students in America um, all admitted to taking Ritalin. I think there may have been something else as well which helped them focus, you know, and work all these extra hours. And then it showed them some of these people were having, um, you know, uh, major health issues to the point of blackouts. And oh, wow. Yeah. Anyway, so sometimes it takes until it gets to there or sometimes – that person goes from, I have to do an idea, I have to do this because I want to get this result, you know. And then if they went and got a normal job, they'll be like, oh, my fucking God, this is so much better. You look how much more time I've got. I don't feel always – I didn't realise I was always tired. I've been living off caffeine. And it's a similar sort of thing to help put uh, an analogy or an, a, in context. If you're listening to this, imagine working eight hours a week, 80. You'd be like, fuck that, bro. Well, it's the same thing. When we see people come through the five-day challenge and stuff and they're like, yeah, I do uh, six cardio classes a week plus I'll run twice. I usually swim every Wednesday and then what I want to do is I want to add in yoga and Pilates but like hot yoga and reformer Pilates two to three times a week each and we're like – Whoa. That's equivalent of – that's like working 80 hours a week. You're like, dude, that is a lot, bro. That is a fuck ton. And so a lot of people come from that, sometimes kicking and screaming. They Mm. cannot possibly believe that not only could you make progress less than that with training less than that, but actually make a fuck ton more progress than you're making now. Yes. And then they'll be like, oh, my fucking God, I've got so much energy. I just – I didn't realise I was burning the candle at both ends. Totally. And I think that comes down to your energy expenditure as well can be impacted hugely. You're doing all this extra stuff, but when you're not moving, your body's trying to conserve so much energy that you end up sometimes 
not actually like what's coming from a calorie expenditure but you actually sometimes if you're doing all of this extra work if you just actually stop it your body might actually burn more calories because when you're actually resting you are more energized you may be Mm. doing you may be able to do do things that you weren't potentially doing before instead of sitting on the couch you might actually be putting in on a load of washing or mopping the floor who bloody knows you might go for a walk with your family and friends because you feel so happy and energized so yeah might be back on the job maybe one two three is this number four okay the fourth thing out of ten things that are signs of progress that you might have missed uh is it uh, your mood you might be in a better mood. Yes. Uh, I know that this is something that happened for me as well. I can really tell the difference between my mood. My mood does fluctuate a lot and – well, not a lot, but I can tell the difference in different mood fluctuations. And uh, for, I think that I've even seen quite a big mood fluctuation difference in you. Yeah. From – and look, we're winding the clock back – we'd probably have to go back five years. Yeah, absolutely. And I think during the time that you wanted to have abs year-round, and which I think at the time was the right thing for you to go through, and I think it was good for you to go through that, but you did get to the point you lost your period, your body was not happy at such a low-calorie intake and high-calorie out, um, and you, which people will be fucking mind-blown – would get snappy, you would be irritable, um, and I would say that now your mood has significantly improved. And even though you might not have started this journey to improve your mood, yeah, which you didn't, no, because you didn't realise that you were snappy, Tom, yeah. And then now on the other side, you're like, wow, my mood's improved so much. You know, when it comes to mood, what most people I truly believe don't realise is that when you're in a better mood you're nicer to people yeah. and people are nicer to you and your relationships are better. You're like in relationships in terms of friendships, your work relationships, your partner, that kind of relationship. Everything just flows so much better when you're in a better mood. If you are cranky and you are snappy, you go to work, you got the shits, you're fighting with someone at work, you're telling your kid that you know, put your shit away, that you're always leaving shit everywhere, then your husband annoys the shit out of you. Like, it just, that doesn't flow, right? It, it's like a big circle. Exactly. You get so much, you know, the old catch bees with honey. You catch more bees with honey than you do with, I don't know what the other thing was. It might have been fire <laughs> hosing. I don't know, Vegemite. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so you do. You, you will get more opportunities in life. You will get people will want to do more for you, and you will it'll, it'll be reciprocal. Absolutely, and absolutely. you are, and you will end up happier. Exactly. There are so many messages that I get from husbands. Um, hey, 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 hey. <laughs> How's your dream today, Brad? Had yeah, a, I don't just talk sidetrack. <laughs> I woke up fucking staring you in the eyes too. I was like, how could you do this to me? You had a dream that I went. And had pizza and wine with some other random. Some guy. Yeah. Some guy. Anyway, um, I don't know where I was going with that. I was in my Arvo nap today. <laughs> I'm tired again now. I don't know. You just must not. Uh, well, okay. I know you don't sleep as well when you're away. Yeah. But because you're so drunk, it feels like you have slept. You were drunk for one day. The rest of the week, we're in bed before 8.30. Why are you winking though? Because <laughs> I'm like, you, 
Like that, you can't use that excuse six days later. Okay. I don't know. <laughs> well, okay. So you don't sleep as well. This is uh, – all right, so it's uh, science with Brad time. It's human biology. We are programmed. So if anyone's ever slept not in their own bed, like I thought Ash was going to today with a fucking guy with pizza and wine when I had my <laughs> little afternoon dream. Um, if you sleep in a hotel room, yeah, a lot of the time you'll notice you just, you just have a shit sleep. If you're away, f- the time. if you're away from your own cave, yeah. and it does come from uh, human evolution, and so when you're in your cave, you're safe. Whereas if you sleep somewhere new, somewhere different, you're not alert. You need to be alert to danger, to something that could happen in the middle of the night, and that's as part of human evolution. So when you do go away, oftentimes you you won't have the best night's sleep, and I so. Sorry, you go. Yeah. No, you go. No, I was going to say. I feel like a lot of people are just going to be like, mind blown just then. Because I was when I when you told me that because it was you. You must. I don't know where you learned. I it. think I made that up. No, 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 you didn't. I'm no, sure you okay. told me. It must have been like a podcast or something. And you told me, and I was like, oh my god, it was. It was a. Uh, it was a, so the science of sleeping podcast with someone who wasn't. Yes, you, I, I might have been just made that up. Just said might have been with Joe Rogan. Could have been a Rogan podcast, and he had a sleep expert or someone. Someone like that. I yeah. was mind blown. And I was like, it makes so much sense you're not all meant the to, time. You're not meant to sleep properly when you're not in your own cave. But knowing that calms your anxiety. And that helps you sleep better exactly. when you're not in your own cave. Exactly. Because yeah. you're like, you know what, I'll probably – you expect it. Mm. You're like, I'm so tired but I'm not in my own cave. You know, it's mm. good for me to be alert. Just in case Just a fucking case. raptor or a tyrannosaurus. Exactly. Comes around the corner. Um, So, yeah, when we got home, I had a little nappy nap on the couch, (laughs) which is I love an afternoon nap. It's very unusual. Well, this comes back to uh, energy, doesn't it? Mm. My energy levels are much higher these days. I reckon since we've lived here, I've probably had five naps maybe. Actually, you can't count hangover naps. Yeah, that's a good Not counting them, it's probably five. (laughs) Five. And today was one and it was good. And I'm tired again now. There you go. You'll have a good night's sleep tonight. I will. Um, all right, number five. Do you want me to do this one? Is this you? Uh, I think this is you. Okay. You've gotten stronger. This is probably my f- most favouritest one, I reckon, mm. is that it's like the most, I feel like, underrated one. People are like, yeah, I got stronger. whoop de doo I'm like, bro, I, I reckon you all got the one, stronger. I reckon all the ones till now, people are like, oh, I don't give a fuck, you know, whatever. This one is like the turning point. It is so... Um, overwhelmingly empowering to get stronger each week and be like, oh, my gosh, there was weeks ago that I couldn't even lift this for two reps and now I'm, you know, smashing out eight, Mm. whatever it might be. It is and it just keeps getting better and better and better, particularly if your programming is really good. If you are practicing the same movements over and over again, which you should be, you should not be following a program that is, oh, a new program every time you train. That's not how you get better. That's not how you get stronger. Most people think that they need something different all the time. We need to be all like quite repetitive you've got to be if you want to get good at squats you've got to do squats you know don't do squats this week and then do lunges next week and then I don't know do leg press the week after do your squats every single week you get good at them practice the same movements so getting stronger would have to be one of my favoritest signs of uh, progress that most people miss if you're getting stronger you're growing muscle 
Yeah. Simple as that. If you can lift more than you did yesterday, you have got more muscle than you did yesterday. And yes, muscle's made up of lots of different things, you know, not just muscle fibres. So if someone's a scientist and they're like, oh, apparently you can only grow nine grams of, you know, you're getting stronger, bro. Yes. You're getting stronger. You are 100% growing muscle. I think this is one of the things I like about CrossFit. Yes. Which is, you know, I'm not a CrossFit hater, but if I were to look at it from a data point of view and I wrote all the pros on one side and all the cons on the other, some people might disagree with some of the pros and cons, but if I looked at if I was trying to be just completely honest, I think there would be more in the cons column for most people, not for everyone, but for most people. But one of the big standout things in the in the pros column is chicks focusing on something other than fat loss or the scale or whatever. Looking at that barbell, getting a fucking barbell in your hand and watching their strength go up. And even though people would argue and say, you know, don't go for a fucking PB every time you do your CrossFit class, which I might agree with that person. Nonetheless, getting chicks with barbell, whether it's a barbell or whatever, and improving strength over time, I think is such a fucking fantastic thing, uh, not only for growth and for your end goal, but for mentally as well. Yeah, absolutely. It's, Str- something, it's something different to focus on. Like you said, other than the the scale weight, which most people do. Such a good thing to have something different to focus on because so many times someone might be going through a a process and it might seem like a giant plateau for them at one point and you know that mentally they just need to focus on – if they can just forget about the fact that it feels like they're in a plateau, oh, my scars haven't moved in four weeks or, you know, whatever that – I don't feel – I haven't lost any centimetres in a week, whatever – Whatever feels like a plateau, you know, if you can fast forward 52 weeks, you will forget about this week. Yes. You know, like you'll be okay. You'll be like, oh my God, no one wants to hear this part, but you probably really measure progress in years. Like you you don't, no one, everyone's like, someone just crashed their car. Someone just fucking kicked the radio. Someone just threw an AirPod out because they don't want to hear this. They want to hear eight weeks or you know even 12 weeks or 16 wait a minute how fucking long you know you're real you did the other day two months don't tell me two months <laughs> eight months i can see that happening yes it's true i fucking laughed at that one. i can't believe it didn't get as much traction i, as I some. was shocked i was like come on guys i did my ugly face and everything dude i laughed my ass off over that <laughs> one the eight months one i'm like fuck it right anyway eight months <laughs> yeah um what was i saying with that shit that you really end it. up measuring progress in years I was looking through shirtless photos of myself today and I came across, I was actually, you know what I did? I put the post up in T-dubs for uh, Technique Thursday for tomorrow and I actually, when I went in there, the post at the top, because I don't spend time in T-dubs because it's a chick group, you don't want some weird fuck, you know, around in there. Well, you're not weird but keep going. But the (laughs) post at the top was um, about the podcast Oh. And I was like, oh, fucking have a quick look at this. And so I commented in there. I did reply. But um, uh, who was it? I can't remember who it was. Uh, it was Lisa. Lisa. Verity. I can't say last names anymore, can I? No. Um, it was somebody. Who knows? Could have been Cheryl. Anyway, <laughs> she posted like, does anyone um, answer, answer questions? And it must be when we forget I'm like, what's it called again? What's the <laughs> thing you stand on? It gets your weight. 
what's that thing called? A nail, a pail. And, you know, people got the steering wheel like, it's a fucking scale, you know. And um, she's, yeah, so she made a post in there about that. And what the fuck was I talking about? <laughs> I had a. You were looking at shirtless. That's right. Shirtless that's right. So when I put my Technique Thursday thing in there, I have the Technique Thursday photo saved in my favourites. Oh, yeah. Well, guess what else is in my favourites? <sighs> Your favourite photos of yourself. Shirtless fucking photos. Anyway, so I saw a photo of myself, which I reckon is probably, I reckon, the first shirtless photo I put up on Instagram. Was it a Bali one? It was just before we went to Bali. We were down in Paradise Point. Paradise Point. You so and that Case one, had your shirts off. Me and Case had our shirts off. Yeah. And I went, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go down there, get a photo ASAP with Case, with his scooter and me in the same spot. I'll try and get the same tide of a day so the sun's in a similar spot and show the difference from then till now. Yeah. There's probably like a kilo of muscle growth yeah. from then till now. Yeah. And I'll be like, this is what progress looks like. Yeah. Like that was uh, 18 months ago or something. Yeah. People think they're going to go, you know, I did that pose with the big fat white guy and then he turned into the um, oh. the ripped black guy, yes. you know. Yes. In eight short weeks, like people think that can happen. Progress takes time, can take time, depending where you're at in your journey. Mm. For me, at the pointier end of my journey, um, that's pro- I'll, put, I'll put it up. I'll put the side-by-side to show, but that's an idea of, of – Real progress. Real progress, yeah. yeah. Not a week. Not like a plateau is not two weeks. You will get to a point where you will compare 2021 to 2022. Exactly. And you'll be happy with that. You'll yeah. be like, yes, you know, I know it took four years and I was hoping it would take four weeks. However, now that I've been through that journey and I understand it all, I'm grateful for it and I now know that that one week or two weeks of what seemed like a plateau was a fucking – you know, it was nothing. Yes. God. Ah, yes. uh, is this six? I don't know. Just start. Six, Let's seven, just call eight, them all six nine, from six. now. Six. Yeah. All right. Six. You can see physical changes. Now, this is the one that most people love. They're like, yes, I can see physical changes. But I'm going to give you guys a little bit of a tip. And we may have given a, this tip early, early on in one of the earlier podcast episodes. But. Shift your perspective when you're looking for physical changes because like Brad just said, people are looking at four weeks and they're expecting this dramatic extreme before and after photo and that's the expectation that they've got in their mind. So when they look at their photos and they don't see this dramatic change, then all of a sudden I'm a failure. And that's, that's how they feel. They're like, this isn't working. I failed. What have, what's gone wrong? I've done everything to the T, blah, blah, blah. The reality is that's not supposed to happen. If you're seeing the dramatic extreme transformation in four weeks, I'd be questioning what has actually happened. Like, what have you done? Have you done something extreme? And are you going to be able to maintain that? Maybe not. So the way that we like to look at progress is get your photo side by side and train your brain to look for the small things. And the way that you do that is by, and, and you can you can do it this way, but if, if you're not motivated by money, it might have to be something else. But for example, for every small change that, or for every single change that I notice between my before and after photos, imagine like you're getting $1,000 or $10,000 for every single small change. All of a sudden that goes from you going, oh, these photos are shit. 
I, there's no change. To okay, well, hang on a minute. Let's let's see what I can actually notice. And you will scrutinize those photos, and you will start to see the changes that are actually happening because I can see them. I can see them. But when you look at your when you're looking at those photos yourself, you can't see them because it's not extreme enough for you to go. Oh, you're like, nah, this is this is shit. Um, but if you're not somebody that is, I guess, motivated by money, use something else. Like you might really love dogs. So for every change that I notice, I'm going to get a border collie, like an imaginary border collie. Do you know what I mean? Like whatever, whatever floats your boat. I thought you were going to use the killing the dog one. Well, look. A bit harsh for a Wednesday night. I feel like night, it is a bit harsh a for a Thursday morning. Night. Someone's just having their ice latte on their way to work. They're <laughs> like, oh my fucking God, you're going to kill my dog? <laughs> for every change the that dog's you don't. at me. He's a rock roll. <laughs> so, for, so you're saying for every change if, that you don't so, notice. Yeah, so here's two photos. They're however long apart. If I'm not going to tell you how many changes there are, but mm. it's like a Where's Wally or whatever. Yeah. If you don't find every single change, they're going to kill your dog. Yeah. That's a really nasty thing to say. And I will not kill your dog. I'll come and pat your dog. But <laughs> that's how, you know, you like. You might even talk oh to it in the Scooby-Doo I'll do voice. the Scooby voice as well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and and like I think that the expectation for a lot of people has been set from challenge life. Yeah. Because they're like, but Brad, I've done challenges before and I've had four week and eight week photos and there's been drastic changes. Yeah. And look, you might be right. However, let's say Cheryl earns a thousand dollars a week. That's her income. Mm-hmm. And she goes, I need to save up five thousand dollars because I'm having my fortieth uh birthday party it's on the caribbean cruise and the ticket's five grand so i need to save up five grand so i just won't pay any bills for five weeks i'll not a cent on anything i'll just save all my one thousand dollars from each week (laughs) yes and by the end of five weeks i've got five thousand dollars i can go on my my cruise to the caribbean boom boom perfect well at the end of five weeks you know what she has to do Pay all the fucking bills, bro. And she's (laughs) not only got to pay her bills, but she's probably got late fees. She might be getting, you know, late fees. (laughs) (laughs) That that equals a bad credit rating. So, and then a bad relationship. I tried to save once before, but it doesn't work for me. Whatever. That's an extreme approach. You can't go forever never paying a bill again. Mm. That's too extreme. It has to be sustainable. Cheryl has to plan a bit better, set her expectations a bit better and say, oh, I need to, I have to lose this 10 kilos by Christmas. Well, guess what, motherfucker? You should have thought about that in January. Don't blame exactly. Christmas since four weeks away. Blame Cheryl from 48 weeks ago and she should have done it then. So now how about so that 48 weeks from now, Cheryl doesn't blame today, Cheryl. Today, yes. Cheryl, forget that Christmas is four weeks away. Let's start planning for for next after. Christmas. The next, so if you save $100 a week in 50 weeks, you'll have your $5,000. might seem like, but Brad, I've saved this in five weeks before. No, you haven't, motherfucker. Have you still got it? No. No, because you had to pay the piper. That was pretty good. You can, I think you should Look, I feel that. like it was firm but fair. Was it? Okay. <laughs> I didn't think it was firm at all. No, it was, it was firm. You're firm? Yeah, I, like you said the, the mother effer word like three times. Did I? Yeah. All right. Was, I thought the RSPCA fair. is going to be showing up here, <laughs> I think, out of anything. This is your favourite one. So number seven. <laughs> seven. Number seven. Do I say this one or do you? I thought you said I, No, you can say it if you want. I don't know. I've well, look, you know you say it. You We've say come it. this far. Yeah. Less pain or moving feels easier. This is something that uh, if you're a couch potato, mm. 
mm. then you might find that uh, due to being a couch potato, you are jamming up and cramming up your body. It's not moving how it wants to move. Uh, you know, like if you can picture a car, so let's say, for example, a car just sat outside for 30 years. Yes. Didn't get started, didn't move for 30 years. Mm. Do you think you'd be able to get in it and drive it? High chance you could not. There's a high chance you're like, the tyres are flat, the wheel bearings are fucked, the oil's worn out, the fuel's gone out of date, needs new spark plugs, you know, someone's asleep in the back seat, whatever. <laughs> it's probably the dogs are asleep. They're like, oh, roll, Brad's coming to get me. <laughs> and so they've gone to live in the car, right? And it's the same with your body. If you are, if you've been a couch potato, maybe since COVID, mm. maybe you've, which I've been, I've fallen victim to using my laptop on the couch, and I'm in a crammed, uncomfortable, not ergo, ergonomic, ergonomic, yes, ergonomic, ergo, ergodynamic position, and you'll start to stiffen up. You're not moving your body the way that it's meant. It's meant to be moved. It's meant to be used. If you don't use it, you lose it. Um, so that's part of it. The other part of it, if you've been doing something that uh, could have been harsher on your body, like running, believe it or not, although you learnt to walk and learnt to run, that is a perishable skill. So you were also born to squat. Mm. Anyone see a two-year-old like Beckham on the, the last few days? He, can, he has better mobility in his squat than I do. He yeah. can sit in a squat play with his cars for as long as he wants. However, because he stops doing that, if in 15 years he wanted to start squatting in the gym, I'd have to teach him Mm. or someone would have to teach him. Yes, you were born knowing how to squat, but because you stopped doing it, it's a perishable skill. Same with running. You have to learn how to run again. Just because you can run doesn't mean you're running in an efficient way. You might have um, been a couch potato, you know, so you crammed up your back, your hips are not moving well, you got a sore knee, whatever. You just start running again. That could start to hurt. So if you're not moving in the way that you're supposed to, as a human, normal human movement, then that can lead to pain. Tra- strength training, has studies have shown, have you got the study documents there? Well, hopefully studies have shown that (laughs) strength training can lead to improved joint health, uh, improved bone density, um, uh, not only uh, during young age, but again, towards advanced age. uh, Resistance training has shown a lot of health benefits for advanced age as well. Yeah, absolutely. And the other thing... um when we say even uh, moving sometimes feels easier. I did this on my stories the other day. I mentioned this on my stories this uh, the other day, is that there's been several people now that are in either Train With Ash or FLFM. Brad and I have experienced this as well. Like we used to be pretty much cardio, but I was a cardio bunny, but you did it as well. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Like we loved it. I just did it so I was near you and you wouldn't go fucking lunch, pizza and wine with some fucking dude. <laughs> That's not the case. But because you were competitive and you always had to beat me at my box jump burpees. Always come first. That was not fair. Um Yes, right, like, okay, so strength training, we don't run, we don't do cardio, but something that a lot of people have realised is that they're able to run easier than mm. maybe they thought because there's a transfer effect over on their training, which is a sign of progression that you've also may have missed. You know, we got caught out in the rain, this has happened twice now, once we went for a walk and then it just started pouring down and we ran home 
a good couple of kilometres and we both came home and we're like, oh, my gosh, that didn't even hurt, you know? The ex- expectation was that it was going to suck. Oh, you you automatically, you're like, well, I haven't run for a very long time. This is mm. how – I wonder how this is going to work. It was completely fine. Mm. Didn't run out of pu- a puff, could keep – we ran the whole t- the whole time, no issues. It was fine. Mm. So that that's sometimes um, something that I guess you don't know what you don't know. It just feels – that can feel easier. Um. So yeah, uh, what was that? Eight. Eight. No, that no, must have been seven. seven. Eight. So eight is. Is this for me? I don't know. This is me. All right. Stop you stealing go. my. Sorry. Sorry. Stop stealing the show. Um, <laughs> you've been consistent with your nutrition and training, and I think that this is something that until you have actually been properly consistent, that you don't quite realize. And when I say consistent you're actually tracking your consistency. You know, it's it's one thing to say, yeah, like me, how many days a week do you train? Yeah, I train five days a week and I'm super consistent with my, my nutrition. I'm really good at it. But if we actually look back at your consistency over the last six months, well, it turns out that every third week um, you get drunk on a Saturday and you, missed, you, you miss a session and you've blown out your – calories for the week or whatever. So as we look back over the last six months, you may have actually not been consistent, even though a lot of the time that you were. Um, So when we start to actually track your consistency, we're committing to, you know, say maybe three days a week training, you're consistent. You don't miss a session. You're actually consistent. You're hitting those three sessions. We are tracking your food as well. And as a result, you're consistent with it. So if you have been consistent for probably the longest that you've ever really, for the longest period of time um, that you've ever been on a journey like this, that is a massive amount of progress, you know. That's huge. Uh, consistency is the biggest thing for results. Yeah. That, that, that would be probably in the top three things. If you're doing the wrong thing for your goal, of course, that's not going to work. So if you're running but you want to be a powerlifter, of course, you can consistently run as much as you want. It probably won't help your powerlifting. So as long as your uh, method and your goal align, if you consistently do the things it takes to get there, mm-hmm. that is like one of the fucking biggest things ever. And everyone will agree with that. Part of your green tick system is creating habits uh, like, but the wax on, wax off, yeah. like it's mentally behind the scenes, creating habits. People don't even realize that that's what the green tick system is doing. And habits, creating habits creates consistency, and consistency creates results. Consistency is the biggest driver of results. So, if you're, and look, in saying this, if you have missed a tick here or there. It's not the end of the world. It's about what you do most of the time that matters. Uh, one, what is it? One green cross, among, uh, one red cross among a sea of green ticks is not a problem. Or one yeah. cold day doesn't make a winter. Yes. So don't worry if if you're missing shit every week, that's not probably consistent. However, if you're getting uh, ticks most weeks, that's consistency. And if you're being consistent, that's progress, man. Because how long have you legitimately been able to be consistent for? There's probably some people that have been, you know, you were consistent with your cardio training for quite some time. But how consistent were you with your calories? Were yeah. you tracking them? Yeah. 
Were you? I was, yeah. Oh, okay, well, fuck, there you go. No, but I, yeah, but I was for a very long time and yeah. then it went to a very all or nothing and then it went to nothing. Yeah, moon balls, baby. Moon balls, baby. You yeah. Don't track them. They don't yeah. Hurt you. Yeah. So if you're being consi- if you've been able to be consistent, and you know that's a, a pattern for you has has been an all or mu- all or nothing in the past, and and now you're doing either one of either um, if you're doing an Ash program or if you're doing something else, if you've even if you're doing it on your own, even if you um, uh, listen to the info for the five days, listen to some of these podcasts, whatever, and you are consistently doing, you know, the things we've suggested that. We'll get your results. That is progress, man. That's consistency is huge. All right, your number nine. Number nine. My friend. Your relay. I'm still trying to get over the way you wrote your. I twitch. (laughs) Your relationship with food is improving. So, cucumbers in the bedroom (laughs) is improving. So, food relationship is uh, the most underrated. Progress, I reckon, on this list. Mm -hmm. And I think that it's the last thing that people notice, but it's the biggest thing when the penny drops that they appreciate and they'll be like, oh, my fucking God, I'm eating the same meal as my family yeah, for the first time in whatever, you know? Yeah. Like the amount of chicks that message you at the start of your group and they're like, oh, my husband doesn't want me to do it because, you know, he's like, what fucking crazy science is it this time? Mm. You know, you, oh, it's it's a, it's a the pyramid diet. You're only allowed to eat shit that the uh, Egyptians used to eat, you know, <laughs> which is nothing because we don't have it anymore. You know, like, yeah. uh, like if your relationship with food has improved to the point where you no longer see food as good food or bad food, you're including things that you would have previously felt were junk or something you shouldn't have had a poor relationship with. You're able to have one Tim Tam instead of nine Tim Tams, which speaking of Tim Tams, there's only nine in a packet now instead of 11. Oh, my God. That's something we learned on the weekend. Mm. Mind-blowing. Mind-blowing. They're ripping us off on the Tim Tams. So something that the – uh, like the toilet paper companies would do. They'll have like, I don't know, 300 sheets in your toilet paper and you're like always buy, buy the same one, like Cheryl's fucking soft bottom, right? <laughs> yes. And you like get used to it and you're like, oh, this is the best toilet paper. It's such great value. Well, instead of putting the price up, they'll reduce it from 300 sheets to 270 sheets, but you don't notice. Yeah. You know, and you just keep buying Cheryl's soft bum toilet paper. Kleenex all the way, my friend. Well, they are the sponsor, actually, of this Clean, episode. Kleenex, and they did that with um, Tim Tams. I can't they believe reduced, they still can't believe that. Yeah, so plenty there of families go. of 11 out there that now two kids have to fight over fucking Tim Tams. Well, you shouldn't not have enough. been born last, my friend. Well, who's You're going to share. You get what you got. <laughs> got what he got. Um, I, I totally agree. Your relationship with food is huge. I think... We get so fixated on, okay, I can, I've just got to, you know, eat off this meal plan and I just have to train this, you know, this many times a week and I just need to do this program. And then what that's going to do is that's just going to give me the result that I'm after. But what you don't realize is that your mental health makes up for probably more than 50% of the journey. And if your relationship with food is so poor, there's only going to be so so long that you'll be able to I guess maintain the result that you've got and you'll start to revert back to your old ways because you're scared to eat you know you you there's so many people that have have told me you know you know what Ash I was so scared of eating a banana I haven't had a banana for 20 years 
There, no shit, there was a client that told banana. me a banana. A banana. She's like, I was so scared of eating bananas. It's been 20 years since I've had a banana. I had a banana the other day. It was the best day of my life. Like those kind of moments, I think, like you said, when the penny drops, it's massive. You're like, what have I been doing all of this time? Because what we don't realize is that you looking a certain way or weighing a certain amount on the scale – my phone's ringing. It's 10 to 8. It's a very inappropriate time for Well, a phone we call. probably should fill people in on that. What, well, you know why she'd be calling. Yeah, because she's excited. Yeah. Um, now I've lost Ash my train pregnant. of thought. I'm not pregnant. <laughs> no way. Um, I've lost my train of thought. Sorry. It's your fucking mum's fault, bro. She rang. <laughs> um, she'll be listening to this. She'll too, be listening to and this and I'll be like, like well, I don't know what. I shouldn't have had my phone facing up. See? See? We spoke about this on a previous podcast where I said, Did was we? that a podcast or was that someone? See, I forget which group of friends I'm talking to. <laughs> Remember when I said um, I had to get you close all your tabs, put your phone face down, yeah. turn it on silent. Yes, close that your was tabs. last was week's that a, podcast. That was this group of friends? This is this group of friends. Yeah. See, so, um, phone facing up. See, boom. See? Very high distraction. You've been such extreme approach, all or nothing. Relationship with food. Oh, no, no. And you, you put so much focus on I've got to look a certain way or weigh a certain amount on the scale that you realise that the rest of your life is actually not that fantastic. And when I say that, I mean your mental health suffers because you can't have food with your – you can't eat with your family or you're scared of certain foods or you're just so miserable in every other area because you have to take away so much joy to be able to follow this bloody meal plan and train twice a day, seven days a week. So when you're – when you can kind of like balance it all out and balance your mental health – and your relationship with your food starts to really, really transform, that changes your freaking life so much. Being able to have a banana and not be scared of it, being able to have pizza and be able to go and have pizza and not just stuff your face with a whole pizza because you know that it's going to be six weeks until you get to eat pizza again. Mm. Because that's what happens when you have a poor relationship with food is that you're like, oh my gosh, I'm never going to get this again or not even I'm never going to get this again. I just don't know when I'll eat this again. So what I'll do is I'll just binge on it now, get my fix over and done with, and then I'll be good for another three months. That's not a healthy relationship. In fact, that's really, really poor. Or you just don't care. You eat the first bit and you're like, I just don't give a fuck about this diet anymore. I'm just going to fucking stuff this whole thing in my mouth. Exactly. Mm. Yeah, I agree with that. And uh, you get your life back, man. You can go to barbecues. You can go to weddings. You can go to friends' place. You go camping. You can have a burger. You can, you know, not have to meticulously plan out your day. And it is funny. People will go through like a funny uh, transition when people think fat loss. They think... Uh, nutritious food yeah, or slash healthy eating. Like uh, there's no way I could continue, you know, eat pizza but also lose fat. Yeah. And you almost will see people push back. Like I find I'm feeling this extra 100 or 200 calories a day that I've got with junk food. Yeah. Dude, uh, as long as you're hitting your protein, that's not going to impact your fat loss journey. Yeah, a lot of people could probably do with more veggies in their life. A lot of people already get a lot of veggies in their life. But a couple of Tim Tams a day, a candy bar, a chocolate bar, whatever it is, maybe not all in the same day, but yeah. like in moderation, whole food, soul food, no problemo. Absolutely. You know? Yeah, absolutely. Last one is you. Question number 10. Question number 10. That's point number 10. Point number 10. Is this you or me, bro? I think it's me. 
I was just trying to think. I'm like, what's tan in like another language? I was like, I was going to say it in Japanese or something, but then I forgot. I'm like, I've got to do that from number one. No, it's too hard. Do you want to just count through the numbers and we'll all sit here in silence? <laughs> no. Ichi. Ichi ni sanji. Go. Raku. I don't know the rest. I only know to seven. Turns I out. I only know to six. Is that, was that? I don't know. You can't even count the fucking six <laughs> in Australian. <laughs> English. All right. Number 10. Number X in the old pyramids. There you go. The in pyramid the, numbers. That's Roman. Numerals, my friend. Yeah, Roman Romans numerals. had fucking pyramids. And other pyramid numbers. Anyway, your mindset is better. And I think this is just like a nice finisher overall because when your mindset is 100% on point, you feel better with the scales. You feel better with your with your training. You're not like sitting there going, oh, my gosh, Um comparing yourself between the next person I'm still lifting you know I'm so embarrassed I'm lifting five kilo dumbbells like you're actually genuinely proud of yourself you've got your mindset is actually so healthy in so many different areas that once that is good it just has like this overflowing effect over the top of everything else you do and once you get to that point I I truly believe that that's when you know that you're Living your best life. La la, living my life. La la, living my life. I think, I don't know, what would you do with my microphone, bro? It's a piece of hair on there. <laughs> I did it to, I did it to freak you. Look, I did it to freak you out, mate. Yeah. It's quite so, a firm hair, so I'm So worried. you'd be like, what's, what is that? What's happening? Yeah. Um, what are we talking about again? Uh, number 10, that your mindset is better. All right. So... You know how people used to say uh, it's 80% uh, training, 20% nutrition, or mm. it's 50% training, 19% nutrition, whatever, right? Yeah. Well, it's 100% training, 100% nutrition, and it's also 100% mindset. Yes. Mindset is equivalent to your training and your nutrition. Mm-hmm. People don't realise it's a mindset journey as much as everything else. Yeah. Now, I'm going to do another um, CrossFit Who the fuck would have thought I would give two props to CrossFit in one fucking podcast? (laughs) But here we go again. I remember watching uh, earlier CrossFit games. When I say earlier, earlier for me, so probably six years ago, five years ago. Yeah. Yep. So like um, the Rich Froning sort of era, like before Matt Fraser, whenever that sort of was. Um, I remember watching – Actually, it was more so the chicks. I noticed it in the most because they're probably more vocal yeah. than the men a lot, a lot of the time or maybe yeah. that's what, just what they showed in that series. Anyway, they they would announce what the workout is going to be just before the workout. So you would not know. It. I can't remember how they do it now if you find out at the start most of them and they just hide a couple. But I'm pretty sure the way it used to work is you didn't know until mm. maybe just it's about to start 20 minutes before an hour, whatever. And they would announce this fucking hectic workout you know and i'm like on the couch eating my cheesels like oh, fuck that and they <laughs> would go to each of the athletes and they're all the same they're like oh this is the best this is my favorite oh, i love this oh this one's a what's it called a chipper i love chippers <laughs> yeah. and i'm like you fucks. and you're like smith's chips i'm like fucking hell bro you guys are crazy the point is the best of the best look you could argue that crossfit athletes are among the fittest motherfuckers on the planet. Mm. I, I, I would let you argue that. Yes, all right, there's probably someone else that's fucked a bit fitter. But they're up there, right? Mm. And there's no um, 
it's no secret or it's not a coincidence that their mindset they've got the strongest at the elite level those top 40 or 80 or however many i think they changed it now athletes so 40 women 40 men their fucking mindset i was but blown away the first time i watched the crossfit games because i was like every time then they'd announce the next one and they're like oh you got to swim fucking 19 days and then you got to do <laughs> yes. this right and they're like oh this is the best you know i've never swum before but i love swimming but <laughs> yeah. like i know i'm sort of semi taking the piss yeah but they were basically saying you're gonna run through fucking hell yes and they're like got a smile on their face like a fucking i'm so excited this. i'm so excited and i'm like i wonder how many times they had to tell themselves they're excited until they're at the point now like you know how i smile between sets yes like i'll be doing my squats and i'm fucking dying bro and i smile because i force myself so many fucking times instead of being under that barbell to squat going fuck i hate this it fucking hurts so much i'm gonna shit myself because i pre-workout <laughs> Instead, I force myself. I'm, I love this. I'm getting stronger. So I used to do what's that called? Uh, uh, oh, it's not gratitude. It's not manifest. It's uh, affirmations. Affirmations. I used to do affirmations to fucking force my. Um, I would say that I was born with a slightly glass half empty uh, mindset, just from e- either genetics or environment or both. Yes, yeah. And so I've had to push that the other way to swing the seesaw the opposite way to end up falling on a slightly glass half full. Yes. And part of the way I did that was through affirmations and changing my story and telling myself I don't fucking hate squats. I fucking love them because what I want is to grow these fucking pretzel legs. And I know every single squat I do is working towards growing these pretzel legs. And you know what? When it hurts, it means it's fucking growing. I love this. And I would smile. I would force myself to smile, right? Sometimes half cry, half smile, and I was open, I was closed. But the point is I did actually – I have cried in a workout before. I don't know if anyone else has done that. But (laughs) – yes. You know, but but you know you've gotten to – But I cried to win. I didn't cry to give up. I didn't cry because I'm like, this is too hard. I'm fucking going home. Yeah. I cried because I fucking won. Yes. You know? Anyway, the point I'm trying to make, when you look at the CrossFit athletes and they are fucking got such a positive, oh, motherfucking do this, motherfucker. They've got so much belief. They have so much belief. Yes. Mindset is equal part training, nutrition, mindset. If you think you can or if you think you can't, you're probably right such a such an important reminder because it comes ultimately it comes down to your belief and like you just said if you think you can't anything if you think you can anything you can't you are 100 percent correct because if you sit there and you're like i can't do this i can't do this what do you think is going to be a result of that you won't do it or you might go oh okay i'll pick up my ass and go to the gym and then you get there and you do one squat and it's half-assed. Like, because you already have told yourself, I can't do this. I can't do it. This isn't going to work for me. Exactly. This is another program I'm not going to stick to. Why hasn't the scar moved? This exactly. must, maybe I'm that one person it doesn't work for. All these negative things that you tell yourself. You attract that. You attract that. You are, you are manifesting that result. Yeah. You are manifesting that you can't do that. Mm. And I'm not saying turn around and 
lie to yourself and be like, I believe that I'm the most fantastic person on the planet and that I'm just so genetically gifted. And you can't turn around and believe something that you don't believe, but change your story. You need to do a lot of mindset work to do that. It doesn't happen overnight. It takes constant, like you at the gym, smiling, telling yourself that you can do this. You know, it's not, it's no longer I can't do this or whatever it is. You change 1% every day towards that new narrative of no, no, I am doing this. It doesn't have to be I'm the greatest person on the planet, but no, I am doing this. I am capable of doing this. I want to do this. Yeah, mindset is massive. I love lunges, shit like that. Like, yeah. no one loves fucking lunges. They're tough, they're hard, but you know what? But they're you, good for you. You're getting the most out of them. Exactly. That's, that's when you're getting the most. That's what you want to look for, bro. You want to look for those challenging moments because right. growth comes from being challenged. And if you're not challenged, there's a high chance you're not growing. Mm. So embrace the pain, embrace the – and when I say pain, I'm not talking like knife in your heart pain. Like that's probably a bit like too much. Like when I woke up to you sleeping with a pizza boy. <laughs> how, did they, how did it transform from in, my, in your dream I had dinner and wine and now I've slept with the pizza boy in your dream? Maybe that's the last porn I watched was the pizza boy knocked <laughs> on the door that she couldn't pay. Um yeah, I don't know. You know, have those real realistic dreams. It was one of those. Fucking cut me deep, bro. I woke up and just looked you straight in the eyes. I was like, you motherfucker. <laughs> I didn't go have dinner with some guy. <laughs> I promise. Um, yeah, mindset, honestly, it's arguably more important than anything else. You, so, can, you can track and train as much as you want, but if you don't sort out the shit that's going on inside your head, you'll always revert back to your old ways. So if you find that you have got a better mindset. Maybe yeah. you haven't noticed, but sometimes we don't, not sometimes, most of the time, we don't notice ourselves changing. Yeah. Like you don't notice a puppy grow. Yeah. You see your friend, your friend's like, Jesus Christ, it's a fucking dog now. And you're like, oh, do you think Fido's grown? And like he's taller <laughs> than you. And you just don't notice your own puppy grow, but you'll notice yeah. someone else's puppy grow. you notice someone else's kid grow. Yeah. you notice, you can notice those changes. So it might take an event it yeah. might take something happening for it to come to you it might be listening to this podcast yeah. and you might go you Hopefully. know you, you might be like you know what i did used to actually always say oh you know maybe, maybe it was negative self-talk yeah. like i'm a fat piece of shit or this is never going to work or whatever and i don't do that anymore maybe this is the minute in time that you're like holy shit balls brad maybe you sit on the couch watch the crossfit games you just just fucking spat your cheesel out and you're like fuck i have my my mindset is better even if it's only slightly better that's fine dude yeah that's all those slightly betters that could be one percent totally that's all you need that is all you need because then you'll get another one percent and you'll get another one percent and it'll It'll all add up. It snowballs from there. So if you've noticed that your mindset's better, honestly, man, that is the biggest growth that you can get because once you believe, then there is nothing, there is absolutely nothing that can stop you from from hitting your goal. Once you believe it, fucking... We'll achieve it. Will we come out with a clothing brand or whatever? Like merch. What's it? Merch? Merch. Hell yes. Maybe it'll be clothing, maybe it won't. 
Yeah, hundred percent. Like it's not even there is not even a question. Like a one hundred fucking percent. No matter what happens, we will be doing that now. But guess what? We don't even know how, but we're just doing it. You work it out along the way. We know nothing about any of the stuff that we're nothing, about to embark nothing about on. Anything. And I don't give a fuck. Well, I'll be able to work it out. Yeah, you will work it out because there's belief. Exactly. So even though I don't have any of the skills. Or any of that stuff to do with any of this stuff that we're doing that may or may not be singlets. We don't know yet. It could be. Could not. It could be. be. It might not be. Yeah. We should get um shirts made up. You know how they've got. Have you ever seen those shirts with it's like got a pretend name tag it says hi my name is and we'll have <laughs> Cheryl. <laughs> we should have Cheryl shirts. That would be so funny. Maybe Cheryl ten. Cheryl ten. Oh, that would be so funny. Hi, yeah. my name is Cheryl. We still yeah. want to know what she looks like. Yeah. What do you um, actually? What do you picture her looking like? I picture her like a bit elderly yeah, with like, grey short. Oh, I curly didn't have grey hair. I did not have grey hair. Yeah, I'd like um, not blonde, but like um, what do you call it when it's not blonde, blonde, but it's like beachy blonde? Yeah, what's that word called? Uh, like no, that's mousy blonde. Mousy blonde, maybe. Yeah. Like maybe your hair when I kind of first met you. Yeah, you yeah, were that like was, more mousy. That was blonde. called peroxide, honey. <laughs> This is a lie this whole time. The whole time. No, I know what you mean. Yes, I know what you mean. Well, that I'm. But I could do the shorter hair as well. I like I was shorter gray. I, I, I don't know. No, nah, not gray. Not gray. Not not gray, bro. Yeah, but short. Yeah, definitely. Definitely shorter. on the shorter side with her hair and a bit bit older. Glasses on our glasses. I was. I'm leaning towards glasses. I feel like we're playing guess who now. I was going to go with glasses as well. Does wow. your Cheryl have glasses? My Cheryl has got. Oh, yeah. I do wonder what everyone else pictures her as. Yeah. So cool. Yes. <laughs> we'll have people having conversations with us right now in the they're car. An, they're answering. They're bam. like, yes, yes. Bam, bam. Guys, thanks so much for tuning in on this fine Thursday. Um, follow me on Instagram, Ash underscore underscore Lane. If you want to follow Brad, make sure you follow him at Train with Brad, one word. Don't forget to check out our merch. We don't have it yet, but check it out when it's here. Um, And then we'll see you next week. All right. Love you guys. Love you. Bye. Bye. Did that for her whole life stayed consistent. She would still be up mobile and probably injury free. So if you're over 40, 100% start now. Start slow though. I think the biggest thing is you might get a little bit of comparisonitis and you'll look at other people that have been probably training for 20 years at that point and they you know, might be squatting 100 kilos or deadlifting 100 kilos and you might look at your five kilo dumbbells and think I'm a failure. But I think the most important thing is have you got good technique? Are you starting is that a, you know, like that's a good thing. Um, but also that the same person that was is lifting 100 kilos in front of you ha- has also lifted five kilos at one point in their journey as well. So I think that's really important to remember, but definitely not. It is 100,000% not too late. Uh, 40, 100% is the new 30. I genuinely fucking believe that. I remember looking at my parents when they were 30 and 40. They always seemed fucking old the whole time. Mm-hmm. I'm 40 and still doing fucking sn- – well, not yet, but I'm still doing snorkels and fucking snowboarding and – you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm still living my best life. I And I don't think I'm any different to any what anyone else could be. Yeah. Arguably, my uh, genetics are – not terrible, but I'm a fucking long way from an a, a athlete in terms of good genetics. Um, and that comes from a health point of view as well. Both of my families, my mum's side and my dad's side, both come with their own health issues. 
Um, but I would say the best time to start is now. I would not not start because you're worried about age. Age was a pretty big motivator for me. Do you remember um, the day that I said to you, one day our physiques will start to decline. We will hit a peak. We will get to a point where we cannot actually, we can no longer not increase and, in fact, our body will start to decrease. Yeah. Well, that, I sort of feel, I don't feel like I'm there yet. I could be, but I I genuinely do not feel, I feel like I'm still improving and I'm still making improvements and I still feel like I'm getting healthier and I still feel like I'm getting better at everything that I do. So that was a motivator for me. I think I probably got into my early 30s and I was like, oh, fuck, you know, I've just treaded water for however many years. If I would have not started because I'm like, oh, well, I'm probably at my genetic peak, you know, there's no, dude, I'm still going and I feel like, I well, five years ago, I feel like I had five years left of me still in, you know, this performance. I still feel like I've got five years left of me. I feel like those five years bought me the next five years. Yeah. So there's a high chance you'll feel better in five years than you do now if you're currently not, you know, I don't want to say taking care of yourself, but you know what we mean when we say taking care of yourself, eating a reasonably balanced diet, getting enough protein, uh, basic human movements like deadlift squats if you're able to or alterations or variations of those if you're for some reason physically not able to i think that all plays a role um and as i said but uh don't put off starting because you think you're too old because in five years you're going to be five years older and that's probably a five-year worst point to start so if you start now Yada, yada, yada. And then the last thing I'd say, this one I f- have, I feel reasonably strongly with when it comes to females is if, let's say you are older than 40, let's say you're 50 or let's say age doesn't really matter, but for a lot of chicks, uh, hormones can play a role when they go through menopause. You know, lots of chicks, what's it called? Is it perimenopause? What's the one, pre-menopause or yeah, whatever? Yeah, perimenopause. Perimenopause. So a lot of chicks, uh, hormones can play a role around that age. And so what I would say is I would I, – my advice, if this is you, if you fall in this category and you're like, Brad, you don't understand, I'm, you know, I'm menopausal, you know, and even though I'm only 41 and this, that, the other, I would say talk to a hormone expert and see what options there are for you with hormone replacement therapy. And I think this is more – I don't know – if more important for women than men is the right way to say this. But I think this is – I think a lot of chicks would get so much fucking value out of this if they're being affected negatively by it. I watched my mum go through it and my parents split up for – my parents were together since my mum was 16 or 17. And then how long ago was it they had that brief period they split up? Well, Casey Case was, was alive. alive. So in the last 10 years. So spent fucking 40 years or something together, 30 years together, whatever. And then – during that time in my mum's life, she, you know, yes, changed. She changed a lot, yeah. and it put a big divide between her and my sister, um, her and my my dad, and all that stuff. Now they're back together now, and it's all fine. But I think, like at the time, I didn't understand it. But what must have changed for her mentally going through that? I think that she, I wish that hormone replacement therapy was as regular you know, 10 years ago or whenever it was, as it is now. It's not like a lot of chicks might be thinking, oh, my God, you know, steroids or something. It's not that, dude. It is such a 
Because chicks do need testosterone as well. Yeah. It's just they need much less than men. So, you know, chicks have testosterone cream and, you know, all that sort of stuff. I do know of someone that has gone on to hormone replacement therapy, a female, and I've been able to watch that process go from before starting it until now. And I'm fucking amazed with feedback, how simple the process is. The hormones are bioidentical, which means you're not putting something in your body that wasn't there to start with, whatever, progesterone, testosterone, you know, uh, DHEA, those hormones that you have in your body and you naturally produce as you age, you you produce less of them. And that's just part of getting ready to die. Everyone starts and everyone finishes Mm. and it's just part of the process. But you can increase those levels back to a normal range or a high normal range and they are – bioidentical and i've seen i've seen that occur and i'm like dude that is fucking amazing how good that can change someone's life so if you're around that age 40 50 whatever it is and even something like that might be playing a role i'd even look into that as well i'd see what options there are for you is it an option for you Mm. um what difference could it make you know talk to a specialist in that space and see see what they think but don't let age, regardless of your situation, be the thing that stops you from getting started. I would hazard a guess that you'll actually feel better. As you said, if you go from zero to um, you know some high intense jumping and stuff, I would say that that's probably a higher risk zone for potential injuries. Mm. And you might feel fantastic as soon as you finish your workout because of the release of dopamine. But... I feel like that long-term might not be ideal for a lot of people, particularly if they haven't been active for a while. Whereas if you're doing literally body weight, if you start doing some body weight squats, you know, what's the lean on the couch to do push-ups? and Yeah, like an incline push-up. Just start at your level, go super easy, ease right into it, watch some mobility on YouTube or whatever it is to get your body moving and all that sort of stuff. I think that you'll feel 100 times better in five years than than what you do now if you're currently doing nothing. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I think that, yeah. Look, I mean, particularly with um, hormone replacement therapy, it's not something that I'm completely across. Well, you're not near, anywhere near the age of... Of of requiring it, yeah. No. So, yeah, but I do have clients that there's probably about three or four now that I've had clients that actually are on hormone replacement therapy and and everyone says the same thing. The first thing is that they say is I haven't felt this good since my 20s. Like that's the first thing that they say. But admittedly, quite a few of them have been on it for like a very long time. Well, isn't it um, – because, I'm look, I'm not super across it either, but if you have a hysterectomy – Yeah, they – yes. Or there's a different type of hysterectomy, right? Yeah, Remove the ovaries or don't remove – is that right? Yes, there is different types and I – yeah, there is – so – I think there's some chicks – fuck, I don't know. Yeah. There's some chicks, I think, if you have a hysterectomy, which includes removing the ovaries – maybe I'm fucking totally getting that wrong. I don't know. But I think that means often you'll then transition to hormone replacement therapy? Possibly. I don't actually know the answer. No, I don't know. I think maybe I feel I do have a client that will if she does listen to this she will be able to help yeah she's probably yelling at the fucking stare she's She's like like, that's not how it works you idiots (laughs) yeah Yeah. I don't know I don't know all right guys thank you so much for tuning in this 
lovely Thursday. Episode 38. Wow. One more episode. We'll have to do something good for episode 39. Why? It's my fucking age, man. Come oh. on. <laughs> I'm like, why 39? Why not 40? Um, all right, guys. Yeah. Have a fantastic week. If you don't follow me already, follow me on Instagram, ash underscore underscore lane. Check out Brad at Train With Brad. And we'll see you next week. See you guys. Love you. Love you. Bye. Bye-bye.